0: Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
1: Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Warriors All-82 podcast. Marcus Thompson in the building for a quick post-game podcast on a 123-105 Warriors win. They were down. They give up 41 first quarter points. They're down 23. And they end up winning by, uh, let me do the quick math here. They end up winning by 18. They led by as many as 19. It was a massive uh, turnaround of a game. 75-40 to 40 in the second half uh, was the final score. That's plus 35 in the second half. And, you know, uh, what I'm going to write about uh, and what I think the win was kind of credited to was the defensive game planning uh, that bottled up Damian Lillard. Boxing one, blitz him, get it out of his hands, make the other Blazers beat uh, you, and they didn't.
2: Can you just imagine if you're a Dame? <laughs> I mean, how many times have you been up 20-something to the Warriors and no win? Like, this game, I mean, you, it wasn't over. It was never over. But for, to go from what they were doing to like waving the white flag or three minutes left is insane, uh, but it does show you that that team just isn't good. Which means the Warriors shouldn't have been down twenty three in the first place, right? But yeah, that that was wild. That that was wild business. He was very frustrated after the game. You could tell that he wanted to do more, but he just couldn't. Like he just he just couldn't. And the war there were some sentiments in the Warriors locker room, like feel kind of bad for it. Not feel bad for him, but like I understand what he's saying. Like, you know, it's kind of rough for him, but yeah, they just don't they just don't have enough. They as I was told in the locker room, if Matisse Thybul hit 10 threes, he would be open for number 11. <laughs> That's just they just banked on everybody else beating them. And they went 3 for 18 from 3 in the second in the second half.
1: That's with Matisse Thybul going 5 of 6 from 3 in the game, which is kind of crazy. Uh, um, you know, in this you break it away from, like, the Damian Lillard-related scheme. It This was more complex than we've seen the Warriors defense go at really any point in the season. And they've played Lillard. They've played other stars. they played, you know, people that could have jumped with this type of game planning, but... They just haven't done it much this season. They have different personnel, younger personnel than they did last year. And obviously the stakes in the you know early part of the regular season aren't as big. But what is one of the things you remember from last season, I'm sure? It's, it's Mike Brown, defensive coordinator, hopping off the bench, two fists you in the air. Saw
2: doing it again, yeah. right? Fists in the
1: air. That was a last year thing, right? And that was uh, – I can remember the Dallas series. Remember they would go zone, box and one. They were doing so much stuff to Luka, and, and it was like kind of this st- – schematic master class that that bottled luca up in that series and we just have not seen that much this year and they talked about it post game. steve talked about it and draymond like they need to do more of that moving forward they plan to um and they need to put more on these younger players to not only get ready for the playoffs but they need to get into the playoffs but uh you know, and again, it wasn't flawless, 41 first quarter points, but it sounded like they, they liked it, they stuck to it. They found, you know, they, they kind of simplified it to just the blitz, just the box and one yeah. in, in the, sec, you know, second half because that was what had been working. And um, it just, you know, look, this is this was the second-ranked defense last season. It's I don't know what it ended the night as 19th, 18th, yeah. something like that. Um, but I think part of that was like maybe y'all should have been more complex with what you were doing
2: parts of this season in hindsight right it feels like it because the other option is to be good at what they've been getting killed at point of attack defense not fouling right that's I mean the fouls trim down because you're trapping Dane and you're giving people open shots those are not (laughs) you're not fouling people when that's happening and the unique part about it is one of the reasons it worked because you got Dante DiVincenzo right he's gonna face guard Dame, and you can kind of trust his reads then you got Kaminga who's come a long way helping with that. I know I know Worst fans are gonna hate hate this, but Anthony Lamb was a big <laughs> was a big part of it.
1: The play I'm gonna lead with it's it's uh DiVincenzo hits a three and he's going back and you can see him doing the box in one yeah. signal, which is like, oh, you know, this is like last season. They're like on the fly signaling to each other and then getting into the defense that, and the alertness of it and on, on that play, it's on the backside. Lamb reads a pass jumps the passing lane you know basically one of those like linebacker yeah, type yeah, interceptions, interceptions like and then once again Steve Cruz praising him post yeah
2: yeah he was no he was really good at reading it because if you're gonna trap if you're gonna take essentially two defenders and put them on Dame or you know or just take them out you get max four in the zone but sometimes it's three on four like that back line is important and you know that's Looney's good with that but they don't have many guys that you can trust to make those proper reads and they did portland got a lot of open shots they just didn't make him, and that's kind of what you bank on if you're the Warriors. The other person who was actually fairly decent, and this is why I think you're right that they probably should have done it, this gives Jordan Poole the best chance to be effective, right? Like, it's not – you saw when Jeremy Grant posted him, it was like, one, Jordan's like falling, and he's trying to hold his ground, but he just can't do it. Like, he's like, two, boom. He's like, he's going to foul at that point. He can't be that guy on defense at this point. This type of stuff? Remembering the game plan, scheme, running, like hedging, coming he's back. He's a smart player. Yeah, he, like he that's stuff he can do. And then reading the passing lanes, that's what he's good at, right? Like jumping the passing lanes. To me, it feels like not doing this is like, hey, you know, you eat your vegetables and then you can learn to do the dessert. But it's like. You need to be playoff ready yeah, defensively. It's like, nah, man, you're not, they're not doing that. Like, <laughs> they're, not, they're not locking dudes down like that. It just, it's not happening. So it felt like this was a way to activate not very good defenders and put them in position to do something good and it puts the onus on the team they've been talking all year point of attack 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 is like one-on-one you know the reason moody ain't playing is because of this right but if you run into some type of this type of scheme maybe now you can play moody because you're not asking him to stay in front of dudes until you get gp2 back so to me it i i, I did think the exact same thing you were thinking You can do this against Luca. You can do this against Ja. You can do right. This is their best chance of being a good defense with the unit they have. Because I was talking to somebody about this, just trying to understand why they just are so bad. But a big part of it is you had GP2 out front pressuring like probably the best on ball defender in the league, right? Maybe top three. You gotta throw Drew Holiday, somebody in there. And then you got, they, they raved about Otto Porter in the back. Just smart, veteran, making the reads. Basically, Anthony, Anthony Lamb, Lamb 1.0. <laughs> we were mostly going say were basically yeah. Anthony Lamb. You got, you know, you got the smart guy, you got Draymond, you got Looney. They just had dudes who knew how to play. And then guys like Belly just knew how to do their role. And you could throw them on particular assignments. So they don't have that. that that's what they're missing is the smart, know-how-to-do-it players, but... I don't know, man. Throw them, p- put them in calculus. <laughs> Throw them out there. like See what it does. Because the other answer is to give up 15 threes a game, which is what they've been doing.
1: Yeah. I want to do a quick uh, pivot to the back end of the roster um, because we've talked Lamb. And if my math is correct here, because of some DNP coaching decisions earlier in the year for Ty Jerome, I believe – so Lamb hits 47 tonight. And I actually think Ty Jerome – was at 43 hit his 43rd game tonight and this a new rule that has been brought to my attention i put it in my post game story last time but i know we haven't talked about it on the pod there is a rule that um if you have your 15th roster you spot 15th open spot. no if you have the 15th roster spot open you can only have your two-way guys play 90 combined games and that's 90 tonight so if they're, if they don't have a 15th man on the roster, by, if you do have a 15th man, you get 100 combined yeah. games. So if they don't have a 15th man on the roster by um, the next game, Thursday, then technically Jerome and Lam are ineligible. So I would expect some action, likely pretty soon. Um, and that
2: could is include... There, is there somebody in, in Santa Cruz who's balling? Lesser uh, Quinones.
1: Is a name to know. G League Player of the Week. G League Player of the Week. Also, what you can do... Is if you ten day somebody, Quinones is is an example of somebody to potentially ten day, and and your 15th spot is filled with the ten day, then you have those ten extra games for Jerome and for Lamb. Um, so something like that may happen soon, and that is not a fully decision of who they're converting, who they're not. That just kind of kicks the can down the road. That is just something that is going on on the back end of the roster. As this Warriors front office that likes to do this, is doing some cap gymnastics right now. They're they're shorting scenarios, and I know that is one of them that now seems like it needs to be sorted out in the next 48 hours. And and here's what we know,
2: which is a wild thing to say based on where we were when the season began. They cannot win without Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb right now. (laughs) Like, not more than that. I don't
0: think Steve wants to play without them. Looking for an assist with your credit card but you can't get a hold of anyone?
1: Do you know how many minutes Anthony Lamb got tonight? Uh my guess would be twenty-eight. Twenty-eight minutes nineteen seconds. He was a plus twelve. What can we get? Twenty-five minutes. 25. So Lamb led
2: them in the second straight game. Lamb's led him in bench minutes. Yeah, he can't. Steve Steve has become so reliant on them that I just don't think he More can. More minutes than
1: Looney for Lamb tonight. What's high Jerome finish at? Ty
2: Jerome had
1: sixteen fifty six, basically seventeen minutes. Jeez. Third most, but I mean, you no, know, you're looking. Jermichael so Green four minutes. Patrick Baldwin six minutes. Moses Moody two thirty nine, and that was just the garbage time, like basically a DMP. We, yeah, they may be two way players trying, you know, grappling for the fifteen spot right now. Their rotation player, like seven and eight, seven and right? eight.
2: Yeah, he can't play without them. So, and it's it's gotten to the point where presuming they don't grab somebody, uh, you know, in the buyout market or, you know, somebody who's already out. It's going to be a tough call. I don't think it's going to be easy. Who to, who to go with? It's probably going to be lamb because, but I've been, I was asking the question, the response I got, it's a tough call. It's probably going to be lamb, but Ty Jerome is a security blanket, <laughs> right? Like Steve feels comfortable with him. That's going to be that's what we tell you. you can't play without those dudes at this point. Like they're they're rotation players. Like you just you really can't. This is
1: where you know like Ryan Rollins is didn't give them much. I mean he's completely obviously a project pick, um, and he's currently uh, in, on crutches. Uh, but he's guaranteed for two more seasons. And uh, you know if look if it's the playoffs, we, we know Ty Jerome could potentially be helpful. Steph Curry, yeah, you, like the general idea that. Like, if Steph Curry's back, Ty Jerome's out of the rotation, that is true. Um, but let's say they're in game four of a first-round series and Steph Curry has a minor injury that forces him to miss a game or two. Ty Jerome could matter in that game or two, where Ryan
2: Rollins obviously won't. And there's nothing to do about that. To me, the, like if if, if Andre Godal is playing, it makes it more plausible. Like, you can you can stomach it more, even though he's not the offensive creator. Ty Jerome, man, we saw it tonight. Like somebody got to get to the basket, and he can do it. Like it's crazy to think, dude. Like they can't play without these guys. Like that's just that's just a wild thought. That
1: yeah, I mean, look, if Wiggins is back, if Peyton is back, if Curry is back, Anthony Lamb is the tenth man, maybe yeah. the ninth man. So yeah, probably- and Jerome's not in the rotation, so. Fully healthy,
2: they can operate without them, but right now, no, they can't. They're not fully healthy. They haven't had fully healthy, long, fully healthy stretches all year. So, yeah, fully healthy, these dudes ain't playing. But right now, when they get fully healthy, only matters based on what they do right now, right? You know, so they got to win these games. Like, they get a Clippers team coming here. I don't know if the Clippers won or lost. I know they were. They They lost. They lost, so you got a Clippers team. So, they're playing for fifth seed. In the West to Thursday, (laughs) and it's and it's Anthony Lamb and Ty Jerome carried it. Like I mean, it's 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 just it's my it's just it's mind blowing where how many twists and turns the season has had. So this is where they are. So if if they do have to, I I added. I think it's forty seven or ninety seven. I mean eighty seven. Ty Jerome's at forty,
1: but from. For,
2: that somebody game. told me earlier tonight
1: that Jerome was active for three games that he didn't play in. He didn't play if you're just If you're available for your coach to put you in the game, that's a game on the two-way clock. So that would put him at 43, 43, and 47. Now, I don't know. looking. I need to double-check that because I just had somebody where's, tell me that where's in the arena Quindari? tonight. What's he doing? He's been usurped by... Another cue, Quinones.
2: Quinones, yeah. Uh, Who,
1: by the way, was in the arena again
2: tonight? Second straight game I've seen Lester Quinones around, which is wild because he was brought here. No, he wasn't brought here, but he was like, "Oh, this is Wiseman's guy." Now Wiseman's gone, and he's probably going to get. That was
1: always overblown. They liked him. Now they, you know, cut him off a two way that he was on in camp, and he had a bad camp. He didn't have a good summer league, but uh, they. Still remain high on him, and they've been definitely nudging, like, "Hey, you see what he's doing in the G League?" And I've been kind of getting a sense that they've been wanting to, you know, that he was likely to fill the two-way spot. And I do think long-term he is likely to fill the two-way spot, but he also could uh, help them keep these guys eligible with these weird CBA rules by by slipping in a ten-day. I don't know. There's so many like CBA quirks that you just don't even know, and then you learn over
2: to me one of one of the impressive things I want to talk about was when clay was down bad mm-hmm. and one in ten with four turnovers at yeah, one point in the first half. I saw one I tweeted one of eleven he was one of eleven and he ends up so he makes seven of his next ten and his ability to kind of like alter his game to flip a switch like he started going to the cup they were posting him like he could he was able to find his game. Which I thought was probably one of the most encouraging things in the night because we've seen that Clay shots off. He's like I'm Tyba still, was bothering him. I'm still chucking. I'm show you guys four rings, and he's like, keep shooting himself into a bad game. Like, I mean, he obviously got his shots, but he only took seven threes. He took seven threes tonight. Like, yeah. coming off a game where he was feeling it. Like, to me, this was a good. Be cool, Clay. Be play smart. Manufacture your game. Get yourself going. Like we just didn't see these type of games from Clay. I thought that was impressive, and I do think. And look, I know it's, you know people love killing Jordan Poole. That helps Jordan Poole when he when Clay's not out there taking crazy shots. It's harder for Jordan to do it, and he stopped chucking and taking heat checks and driving and, and trying to create good offense. I, I thought that was. I thought it was smart basketball, and I feel like you don't see very, you don't see very much smart basketball, and I think Clay led the way, even when he was struggling early.
1: Yeah, I mean Clay was kind of, you know, he was definitely locked into the mission. I remember at one point he had like he kind of had an up and down turnover when he couldn't find a pass, and he was so, oh, he was so frustrated. Bad, right? at him,
2: I so. thought he was complaining to the ref, but it was like no, no he, he wasn't. was like really
1: upset that he had a playmaking was that when opportunity. He, like, jumped
2: up and down, was, uh, yeah, 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 up and down. Yeah. He was
1: looking for the pass, but he landed
2: before he passed it he out, was and he was so like, yeah. so, he was like Clay. <laughs> Yeah, he he was locked in. They the crazy part about this game it's so obvious. I'm going to get my AAU coach on. 66 points in the paint. Like they're they're playing they're you, you you And then when when he's on Draymond, Eubanks is out by the three-point line guarding Draymond. The lane's wide open and they're chucking threes. It's like when they decided to stop doing that, the game changed. Smart basketball it matters, dude. Like it, it really does they don't have the room for error. They got to play smart and they did that. This was a smart game from them in a season that has not been full of those. Correct, right? And then, you know, obviously the defense and offense go hand in hand, but I do feel like you get you, you get a, a beatable team like that and stuff start going right. The difficulty is that if the other team was actually pretty good and they don't just completely fall apart. They don't go three for eighteen. Well, the good
1: years. thing for them is the West stinks. Everyone just stinks. I mean, we'll see. Like Kevin Durant makes his son's debut tomorrow, and that may emerge into the team that you want to avoid. I know if the Warriors are in the five, if they get to the five, they'd be lined up with a four or five in Phoenix that you don't, you wouldn't think you want to see. Um,
2: but overall, That'd like be quite a war though. It would be healthy Warriors. It'd be good for that. would be a good matchup for the league. Yeah, it'd be terrible for a first round, though. (laughs) They'd be like, Can you somehow move this? But yeah, because
1: if they just get it, I think that's good for the
2: league. Whereas if you say, Oh, let's wait for the second, third round, Eh, I'm not sure they'll be around. Yeah, absolutely. So, what are they? They are currently, where are they now? Warriors or Suns? Warriors. They
1: slipped into six when they won. The Clippers losing, you tell me what if you are pulling it up. That may have. Got them a half game behind the Clippers. They may
2: be tied with the Clippers. So technically, they are up on the Clippers because they have fewer losses. Okay, so they, they're and, they're both two games above five hundred. Clippers thirty three and thirty one. Warriors thirty two and thirty. So technically, they are
1: the five seed, the five
2: seed right now. Uh, yeah,
1: but as you said, they're playing for the five seed on Thursday. Winner five gets five.
2: Winner gets five seed. And they're a game behind Phoenix. Like. <laughs> This is insane. They're, they've been so bad for so long in the season, right?
1: It's what makes, like, the Kings just sitting up at three, like, all the more ridiculous. That, like, in this season of, like, everyone melting down in the West, like, the Kings are, like, one game, one and a
2: half games out of the two. Yeah, it's, it's, this is wild. I mean, everything broke right for them tonight. Like, Clippers lost, Dallas lost. Dallas Utah lost at lost. home to the Pacers. Yeah, Utah lost to the Spurs.
1: Uh, the Spurs, who I believe, had lost 16 straight. They yeah, lost to that. the Spurs. Yeah, I mean,
2: OKC lost, Lakers lost. Like. So, I,
1: so, I mean, you think about what's going on here, though. The Lakers just lost LeBron for a while. So their threat level just immediately gets screeches to a halt. Oklahoma City... Che Gillers alexander missed a couple games with injuries, and then now he's in health and safety protocols. That's going to trigger Sam Presti and the Thunder to, to throttle back, I think, a little bit. Utah, you, a game like that, you lose to the Spurs. Danny Ainge has already made some trades at the deadline. They're probably teetering Looking towards like, you know, throttle back. And you saw Portland tonight. Those are four games that are suppo- you know, in that mix that are, I think,
2: ready to not necessarily be in that mix. So This As- might have been a season-saving second half, like, not it didn't it didn't, it didn't kill him. That's bold. Might have been. Might, I mean, if they lose this game, it's not good. But again, they've part of the all year, they've lost the game. Yeah. They couldn't
1: lose. Well, yeah. part of the reason that they're sitting literally in fifth as we speak, which is <laughs> insane, is because oh, you can be like, oh, what a bad loss. But then you would have looked around the league tonight and been like, oh,
2: what a bad loss by the Mavericks. Oh, what a bad loss by the Jazz. Oh, the Clippers lost at home to the yeah, Wolves. Everywhere. I do think though, like the reason this game was important. You know, Clippers are gonna be tough. Pelicans, I don't know what the heck is up with the Pelicans. It feels no like Zion, a tough matchup, right? but they're they're five and fifteen in their last twenty. Like they they lose every game. It feels like, but they do have you know you know players who like give the worst problems, athletic wings. But man, you know they still have eight, nine, ten, ten row games left, right? So
1: currently tw- twenty five
2: and seven at home and. In- Seven and twenty-three on the road. They, they so you they, they need to build these up. They need to collect these wins, yeah. get as far above five hundred as they can, and then you know, they got this road trip and then they come back and it's Milwaukee and Phoenix. So they they got they had, this game was important to get. You gotta you gotta these, win the games. You gotta Yeah, win. and you
1: know what? These next four are important because you know you mentioned the, the Clippers, Pelicans to close out the homestead. But then you get a Lakers team without LeBron, and then you get a Thunder team that probably won't have Shea. So they've winnable games these next four then. I mean, you mentioned it. at Memphis to close a road trip, Milwaukee-Phoenix. Like, ooh, that, that could be an 0-3 stretch potentially. Well, you know, Steph's return is, is you know, knocking at the door a
2: little bit. So that would obviously improve their chances. But those are still tough games, Steph, or not. And then at Clippers, you know, at Hawks, Hawksville beatable at Memphis. Quinn Snyder led Hawks. Quinn Snyder led Hawks. I don't know. You know, still on the road. Still like a long trip. Back to back game in Memphis. No, nobody's playing that game. Well, they don't have anybody to not play. Remember, remember back in the day when they would play that that back to back game. It would just rest everybody. <laughs> Give Ty Lamb and Ty and Lamb a day off, and back to back. I mean, they might need to give them the game off to save days <laughs> right. at this point. Oh, we need to rest you, Lamb. You've been you've been playing too much. Yeah, this was this was big. Like, I feel like they got to win nine games. They had to win nine games out of the twelve coming out of All Star break. They're three and zero, so they're not three and zero out of the break. They lost their home first games,
1: home Oh, home, home games. Oh, huh? okay. Nine of the twelve home games.
2: Three zero home so far. So,
1: yeah. All right. Well, um, we will talk to you after one of these games in the back to back Clippers um, Pelicans. So, should be interesting. Talk to you later.